Welcome to the Radiant Weddings Podcast. On today's episode, I, my mantra is, if it's worth doing, if it's worth it to you to do it, then it's worth doing well. Welcome back, listeners, to the Radiant Weddings Podcast with Joe and Rhea High. We are two individuals, self-employed, in the wedding industry who like to talk about wedding stuff. And we're going to do more of that right now. <laughs> right now. How was that for an intro? <laughs> we are going to get right into it with the ever-fun topic of... Money! Money. Because money is fun to talk about, or not so much for most people. It's Well, it's not fun to talk about when you don't have it. <laughs> right. It's probably more fun when you have money to talk about. Yes. So, so. this is going to be on uh, saving money, using your money most effectively in wedding planning. Specifically. I wish you could see our upgraded studio. We, it's a blanket fort. It's a blanket fort. But hey, it makes the sound that much better. And we are practicing for this baby that... Hopefully, we'll be uh, not kicking me in the ribs here soon. Yeah, if you hear if you hear Rhea at some point during the the, the whole <laughs> podcast just being like, "Yeah, so blah blah,", blah it's, it's yeah. because her baby just kicked her lungs. So <laughs> I have reduced capacity right now. Yes, uh, that'll be that'll be fun someday when we can say, "Guess what? Baby's born. Here she is," and she'll just you know say the most epic intro ever. I'm sure it'll say something like. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope our baby doesn't scream too much. Um, so wedding budget planning. I think that it would help to just kind of give some numbers right up front because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people who – well, let's face it. Most people who are engaged and planning their wedding have never done so before. So a lot mm-hmm. of people, they just have no idea what they should – what it should cost, how much they should pay for each category and all that. So I thought we could actually give them some numbers. So they I know don't you go have, in cold as exactly. much. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I know you have a list here. So can we share that? Yes. Okay. I, I know so, one number. Okay. Right go, off, you say the photography thing. I looked it up. Well, I'll <laughs> go into the photography thing, but I was going to say the overall oh. – average cost of a wedding. Now, this is this is an average sized wedding as well, like a wedding with maybe 100, mm-hmm. 150 guests at probably a venue. National um, average. The national mm-hmm. average is about $35,000. Okay. That's an average. It's not the median. Uh, but that does kind of line up with a lot of the weddings that we see around here. Would you agree? Correct. Yeah. Yes. So in that, of course, everything is categorized. And we're just going to run over some numbers right now just to give you the initial sticker shock and get it over with. Now, don't worry if this is like way over your budget right now. We're going to talk about that. So just hear us out. But let's go over some numbers. What do you got okay, for categories? Okay, you, you start with the photographer. The photographer, who obviously is the most important thing that you could possibly pay for on your wedding. I'm a photographer. I just need to put that disclaimer out. <laughs> okay, no, seriously. Um Industry standard cost for a photographer is about $3,000 these days. We're talking quality yes, vendors we're, here. we're not talking about like you could go out and get a, a student photographer or whatnot. But for an established, good, reputable photographer, covering a wedding day is going to be probably a starting point of about three grand. Mm-hmm. Okay, so three to five grand is usually what people will pay for these quality photographers in our area. Okay, um, 
So there you go. And that's, that's, that's about all I know because I'm just the photographer and you're the planner. So why don't you go ahead? <laughs> now that we've gotten the quote unquote most important vendor out of the way, um, we will <laughs> not biased. <at> all. <laughs> Videography typically costs four to six thousand uh, dollars. Catering, you if you're going with a fairly modest budget, you're looking at eighty to one hundred per guest. Okay. Um, Venues are all over the map because they can be all-inclusive. They can be not all-inclusive, and you may end up spending a lot in rentals, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in depth later. With florals, you're looking at you know around 1500 to 3000 uh, DJ, 1200 to 1500 and a band, uh, 3 to 5K. And that's not all of your categories, but those are some of the, the big biggest ones. ones, ones that most people will mm-hmm. think about up front. Yeah. There's little things like um, favors for guests, mm-hmm. uh, your dress. I guess Planners. that's not a little thing. Planners, of course. Kind of a big deal, but all of that kind we, we of won't get into that right now. <laughs> no, well, we totally did prioritize the photographer first, so we could probably just stop the episode now. All right, no, moving on. Seriously, seriously. The guys, that's just like a starting point just to mm-hmm. give you some idea of like what we actually have seen. Mm-hmm. Most people spend in these dollar points. We've seen people go way over that. We've seen right. people go way under that. Um but that that is just kind of an average, just to give you an idea. Now, what we're going to go through here now are some ways to not just save money, but to best spend your money, because mm-hmm. that actually is going to save you money. If you plan where your dollars are going before your dollars start going, you're able to um, actually save money, because one of the biggest ways I see my couples blow their budgets is they start spending before they know what their budget is. Right. So that'll be into budgets, which we'll get to in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to point out right now what we're not going to do on this. If you're listening to this episode <laughs> and you're expecting us to say, you must spend this amount of money to get through your wedding, to spend and make a good mm-hmm. wedding, we're not going to say that. We're not going to say you must spend this amount. We are also not going to give you a whole bunch of do-it-yourself tips. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is going to be about. What we are going to do well another thing that we're not going to do okay what else are we not going to we're do? not let's just list we're not going to do this we're not going to do this we're not going to do this in fact you should just stop listening we're not uh, what we do will anything. do is is going to be pretty great but another thing that we're not going to do is be another one of those posts that is five ways to save on your wedding no this is more of mindsets and methods that you need to take in so that you won't be spending more than you need to in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've got that established, the first thing that you so eager are so eager to talk about yeah. is prepping ahead yes. of time. And there's a few things that go into that. And much like life, the first thing is a budget. Mm-hmm. You must have a budget for wedding planning. Talk to me about budgets, Rhea. <laughs> Budgets are so sexy. (laughs) Joe loves budgets. And as a wedding planner, I need to love budgets because they are such a key factor in wedding planning success. I do love budgets. Uh, Do you know know why I love budgets, though? Because they bring peace of mind. Yes. Because budgets eliminate surprise. Right. And especially when you have a cushion in there that helps for the things that you forget about because... We are humans and we forget things. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have some extra cash on hand in your budget just for things that you didn't think about. So talking about budgets. One of the things that you have to have 
in a budget is you have to know what's important to you. So yeah. you get that ring, congratulations, you're engaged. Sit down. The first thing you should do before you even do your budget, before you're looking at vendors and venues and all of that stuff, thing、mm-hmm. you need to do is sit down with your fiance and talk about what you guys don't want to cheap out on. In fact, before you go on Pinterest. Oh, oh! Before I even go on Pinterest? No, no! As so, soon as I got the ring, I went right onto Pinterest. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, this is why I'm not a bride. <laughs> so so sarcastic.、Um, so what you should do is you get engaged, you tell your family, you know, you get people excited, and inevitably you'll get a whole bunch of questions. You just tell people to chill out and wait because、yeah. you're not there yet. Yeah, that's But- that's one one thing. You get engaged <laughs> first. Pe- first, you you can tell people literally two hours after you get engaged, and they'll say, "Cool, when's the wedding?" And you're like,、uh, of course you don't know. We are not there yet. So Anyways, the first thing, prioritizing. You, yeah, first thing you need to do is you need to, you know, go out for coffee, just the two of you, and talk about what's important to you in regards to the wedding. If you and, don't like coffee, go out for tea. Just throwing it out. Obviously, their priority should be on coffee. But <laughs>、um, so sit down, and you know, this is the chance to tell each other. Uh, things like, well, I always, I always envisioned that X Y Z would be an element in our wedding. Like, I would always, I always wanted to have a wedding by the water, or I always wanted to have a live band, or, or if it's something like I always wanted to walk down the aisle to Canon and D. Yep. Then you you tell your fiance that because they might hate Canon and D. <clears throat> <laughs> Case in point. Let's not. Let's,、um, not, uh, <laughs> let's okay. Points. Point is, sit down, talk about what you prioritize, and guys, literally write it down.、Mm-hmm. Literally write down the things that you're like, these we don't want to cut cost on.、Mm-hmm. We want to get the best we can of, of these things, or like the location、mm-hmm. of the venue. If you say, okay, we want something by the water, well, now you've just saved yourselves a whole bunch of time looking, looking at, at all of these、yeah. venues that are in the inner city, and you can just now not bother because you're like, oh, we only want ones by water. Or or whatever、mm-hmm. it is. So sit down, write down your priorities, and remember that this is a brainstorming session. You're not setting anything in stone, but it's communication with each other of where you are. Right, and this is actually really good practice for honestly for when you're married too. <laughs> no, I'm、yeah. serious. You know this. It's, it's no, it's communication. true. Yeah, yeah, you need to communicate. And、uh, as you get further in the process, this is just a, a tiny bunny trail. As you get further in the process. It will help you understand why your fiance keeps bringing up that one point because they've already told you that was important to them. Rather than just being blowing it off, you'll understand. Yeah, that's actually important. So after you've actually prioritized, you can then、um, make your budget because、mm-hmm. you know what's going to be important to you. So you you know. Okay, the venue by the water is really important to us, and it's going to cost this much. So let's just make sure we. And filet mignon is really important, and if, so yeah. If there's a certain、mm-hmm. dish that you really want, make sure that you pay for that. You know, don't don't pay for a buffet if you want served filet mignon or whatnot.、Mm-hmm. Um, or it might not be your prioritized. We're we're not going to tell you how to design your wedding right now. That's not the goal of this podcast.、Um, I actually wanted to list a few things that we've both seen that do not save money, and yet everybody tries to do them in an effort to save money. Can I do that? Right, because that's what they read on Pinterest. Yes, these may be things that you find on Pinterest.、Um, the biggest one, you know, some people are going to hate me for some of these things, but I'm going to say it anyway. 
the biggest one that I think you may see is have a friend do the fill in the blank. Photography, mm -hmm. cake, video, music, catering, decorations, whatever. Big camera does not equal expertise. Right. And I don't want to make this just about, you know, making sure that people hire me as a photographer. That's why I brought totally that up. Shift. So you didn't have to say that. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm, I regret what I just <laughs> mumbled in there. But seriously, if you have a friend do whatever and they're not that good, it doesn't matter if they're your friend if they're not good. So, And that would actually go for the same if you have a family member doing something. Mm -hmm. uh, this may be a way to cut cost, but the reality is you're just hiring a cheaper venue, ven vendor. Mm -hmm. So if you wouldn't be comfortable hiring a cheap vendor that you didn't know for one prior for one category then don't hire a friend or family who's offering you the same rate right okay it, it, because what you should you should pay for okay for the things that you have prioritized mm -hmm. you need to pay for quality and and, and a, a service that you know you'll want and if you are doubtful that a friend or family member can do that then don't pay the friend or family member. So this isn't so much don't hire friends and family, although I actually would say don't hire friends and family because then they can come to your wedding and they can party and they don't mm -hmm. have to work. But even so, if you do want to, make sure that they're good. So yeah. that, that's a big way to, to quote unquote save money, but it actually doesn't because oftentimes the reason that they're offering you a huge discount is because they don't have the experience to know that they can't work for so little. If they don't have the experience, mm -hmm. that probably means they're not as good. Sorry, that's that's just how it works. I've seen many vendors who start off, I'm thinking of photographers specifically because I know more photographers mm -hmm. who start off and they charge very little money and they get a whole bunch of business and they quickly realize that they cannot sustain that. Mm -hmm. And that's why you'll find that the photographers who have been in the area, uh, in the industry for longer, have larger prices because they know they can't afford to do otherwise. So it's their living and and so it's it really it's does. something that they need yes. to be dependable. And price so that means they have more experience which means mm -hmm. their quality is better so you really do get what you pay for. Um, another one. Don't have your mom plan the wedding? I just wanted to balance things out here a little bit. Go ahead. <laughs> Go right ahead. Let's um, <laughs> I, I think we may have said something negative about moms in every episode. Moms are wonderful, but they should be your mom on the wedding day. They should not hold another title. Moms are great at being moms. Mm -hmm. Moms are terrible at being anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Motherhood is a multifaceted thing, but uh, yeah, they are. They should not be your decorator they or your planner. They should not be your planner. They should not be your cat. Oh my gosh, your mother should not be your caterer. In fact, I have a horror story about that. Let's share a horror story. <laughs> so... I actually had to refer a wedding to another coordinator because I was booked on this particular wedding date. And the mother of the bride had been hired, quote unquote, to be the caterer. And for whatever reason, within the week of the wedding, she did not go ahead with catering the wedding. So this other coordinator had to piece things together and find food and serve it, which was not her job. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's just disappointing because, you know, her mom didn't come through for her, but... Her mom shouldn't have been in that position no, don't to make begin your, with. don't make your mom work on your <laughs> wedding day, my gosh. Yeah. All right. That was that was a really bad horror story, but... Um, the other thing I was going to say that 
a lot of people try to do to save money and doesn't always work out is do it yourself, mm -hmm. which is a lot of what you're going to find on Pinterest, <laughs> how to do all sorts of stuff yourself. Mm -hmm. um, if you work a full-time job and you're and you still have interest in learning how to bake and decorate a wedding cake by the time you get home, more power to you, but you're in a rare class. And let's just be honest, the week of the wedding, you probably won't feel like baking and decorating that wedding cake. Um, but I think the one exception of do-it-yourself is where you actually work in that profession. Yeah, that's that's really what I meant is do it yourself when you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. If you want to do it yourself, like like if you're a florist and you're getting married and you want to do your own flower arrangements, you're probably going to do a pretty good job because mm -hmm. it's what you do all day. But if you are a florist and you're getting married and you want to do your own, um, so, uh, you want to do your own seamstress work for making your own dress, you're probably going to suck because you've never done it before. Right. Uh, I mean, one example of something that we DIY'd was I planned our wedding. Right. But because you obviously I am a had wedding experience planner. with that. Right. And um, I photographed our wedding. <laughs> no, you no, didn't. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> that kidding. was probably one of the most annoying questions throughout the wedding planning process. You can was, photograph your own wedding? Are you going to use a selfie stick oh. all the time? Of course not. So many people I wanted to just slap in the face. <laughs> and we invited but, them anyways. Yeah. Um, one thing that I did DIY as well was I made my own wedding dress. The reason for that, though, was not so much saving money as it was bringing in that personalization to the wedding day. I wanted yeah. something that was uniquely my own. Yeah, and the amount of alterations and everything that went into that dress, <laughs> you probably didn't end up spending any extra, any less money on that dress than if you had just bought one. If if I had paid a seamstress to do as many alterations as I did on that dress, because... You might have actually... I probably would have spent $10,000 on my dress. <laughs> okay, so you may have saved money <laughs> if you did that many alterations. But, <laughs> right. But you did that not so much to save money, because going back to priorities, you wanted mm -hmm. to make your own, and you had experience as a... Wait, as a so, seamstress. What's... Is that the word? Yeah. I was going to say as... as uh, I had sewed in the past. I had sewed my own clothes. What is that profession called? Su Tailoring. Sewage? It's not no, sewage. It's not sewage. Sewage. <laughs> no, it's a seamstress. Seamstressing. The other thing that you'll essentially find... Uh, I've, I've looked up many a blog on how to save money on weddings, mm -hmm. and one of the most common is boiled down to find a cheaper whatever. Mm -hmm. And it may be something that says, go onto Craigslist and find people offering or, or there's like these, um, I don't know a specific site, but they're almost like an auction site where people will kind of bid to be your florist or your DJ or whatever. Ooh. And really? Yeah. And basically the cheapest one, you get to choose the cheapest one or you get to choose whatever price you're, you choose. Um, I don't advise this That's because it goes- all sorts of risky. Oh yeah. I don't advise this because- Craigslist is sketchy to begin with, but um, <laughs> yeah. I don't advise this because for the same reasons that I don't advise hiring a family or friend. Um, because again, these people can work for less because they haven't got enough experience to know that they can't work for less. Mm -hmm. So you get what you pay for. Don't hire a cheap vent. Like if if you if you are in a situation, here's a situation where this would be a good idea. If you're in a situation where the photos 
are not as much of a priority to you. You only want snapshots. Yeah, you just want casual pictures. You don't care if they're not that good. And I mean, like, you don't care if many of the pictures are blurry or overexposed or too dark or whatnot. So when I say they're not that good, I don't mean, like, not magazine style. I mean not good, okay? If you're okay with risking getting a good portion of your photos not good, then don't worry about hiring a student from a local community college who's charging you 300 Mm -hmm. Okay, because the reason they're probably charging you 300 is because they have no reputation because they have no experience. Mm-hmm. And if you find that diamond in the rough who is just this brilliant photographer who just wants to start out. Wow. Good, good for you. Good for you. But that's going to be hard to find. Those are the three things that I would say a lot of people do to try to save money, but they don't save money. And that's mm-hmm. to have a friend or family do the thing uh, to try to do it themselves or to basically find someone cheap to do it for them. I, my mantra is if it's worth doing, if it's worth it to you to do it, then it's worth doing well. Some things that you should do to save money are just completely cut the cost for things that aren't priority to you. Which is amazing that people actually freak out about spending a lot of money on things that they don't even want to begin with. Right. For us, uh, one thing that we did is we cut the cost of alcohol by having a cash bar. Yep. We just and weren't, we just didn't care. We, we weren't, we, we didn't, wanted, yeah, we wanted alcohol to be available. But we didn't but, care about having it unlimited amounts available. In fact, we wanted it to be limited. <laughs> because <laughs> just, it was a priority right. for us. So this all goes back to having priorities right. at the beginning. We wanted the family friendly atmosphere that, um, you know, would be better served by having people pay for their own drinks. Mm -hmm. And um, another really big area that most people don't realize is all-inclusive venues will provide you with a greater savings than a cheap venue that is not all-inclusive. I think that a lot of people listening to you right now might be really surprised to hear Mm -hmm. that because all-inclusive venues could mean you're spending half of your overall budget on just the venue. Mm -hmm. But talk about why that's actually a savings. The cost um, that you have to piece together when your venue is not all-inclusive add up pretty quickly in rentals. Uh, We went with an all-inclusive venue in the winter, so we saved money by having a winter wedding date, um, and our venue was all-inclusive, so we had no rentals to bring in. The bathrooms were there. The food was there. Yeah, the, the other thing was catering mm-hmm. was included in that all-inclusive fee as well. It was it was completely all-inclusive. And uh, so we had no rentals to piece together, which meant that not only did we save money on having those things bundled together in a package, but we also didn't have to worry about going through and... and um, finding those vendors to supply those rentals as well. Another thing that is going to help, this isn't so much saving in money, but by getting an all-inclusive venue, you're going to save yourself a lot of stress because then Mm -hmm. you only have one person to talk to Mm -hmm. in regards to food and location and decorations and um, restrooms Mm -hmm. and setting up and tearing down. It's going to all be one location. If, If you don't do this, Not only will it probably be more expensive, Mm -hmm. but you will also have to talk to someone different for all of those things. Mm -hmm. You'll have to talk about whoever's, talk to whoever is renting the porta potties, whoever's bringing decorations, who's ever setting up decorations, whoever's in charge of the venue, whoever's Mm -hmm. bringing the dinner, whoever's serving the dinner. And 
from my experience, those email and phone trails can take a lot of time. It's a labyrinth. And um, as far as the payment goes, you have one payment as opposed to those 15 different payments going to different vendors. Right. Which is easier to track your money. And it, it all comes back to the savings on money and on stress. A couple really easy ways to just right now just save some money right away. If you don't have a date chosen yet, choose a date that most people don't want. Mm-hmm. We chose a date in March. Mm-hmm. Um, March is a pretty sloppy month around here in New York. It's pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. So not only it was nice to have something nice happening in March, but mm-hmm. nobody else wanted to get married in March. So and we had our choice of dates <laughs> and... It, we actually we saved on the venue because of it being in in the off season. Yeah, a lot of a lot of places actually have lower rates for off season. Mm-hmm. Or if you don't want to do off season, consider an off day of the week mm-hmm. instead of doing a Saturday, which is what everyone's going to want. Consider doing a Friday or a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing was uh, because no one really wants to travel to March, uh, travel to New York in March. Uh, we, we saved, on we saved guest some count guest count. Because <laughs> not everybody could come. That's a little bit cruel, though. So, again, going back to priorities, if your priorities are your guests, don't do that. Don't make it make difficult it for them for to the- get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- those are some ways some, some ways that you really can actually save some money. Um, mm-hmm. And, again, it depends on your situation. Like, our priorities were... We wanted a calm atmosphere. We didn't want a lot of drinking. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't want to stay out really late. So we quote unquote cut costs by having a ceremony, or excuse me, having a reception that ended at eight. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't want a really party hard atmosphere. So we had a actually our, our dance instructors mm-hmm. come and basically play the same music that they would do for dances and they charged us much less than a, a band would cost or a, a DJ. Again, because this was just not a priority mm-hmm. for us and that's all we wanted. And um, we knew we knew that they had the skills and the equipment. Yes. And the we atmosphere. had experienced it at right. social dances that they had led. So hiring friends. We, yeah. We knew in this case we did hire friends, but we knew that they were the fit for it for us because we had experienced their work already. Right. The the problem comes when people hire inexp- inexpensive alternatives for different options in their wedding. Mm-hmm. The problem comes that when people do that and they don't look at basically the services. Right. They don't even look at the product that they're buying before they buy it. And then mm-hmm. they find out, oh, this person is not really that good. Right. Um, and, you know, I can tell... <laughs> I can I can point out people who are in that category who like they don't care at all about the quality of the vendor that they're hiring because mm-hmm. the email that I'll get it simply says, "Hey, how much do you cost?" Yeah. And instantly I'm like, "I don't want to work with you." Because I only want to work with people who who like my work. Mm-hmm. You know, if they just want a photographer, it's just someone with a camera, I don't really want to work with, it's not as much fun. You know, I like getting to know the people that I'm working with, do an engagement shoot ahead of time and, and, you know, get to know them, get to know Mm -hmm. their personality. It's going to be more comfortable working on the day of. If they're just like, hey, are you the cheapest person we can find? I I, I mean, (laughs) and I'm not, I'm not just saying that I, because I don't want to do it for a low cost. Like, you know, I, my prices are like three to five K usually. And 
if someone actually finds me as the cheapest option and still in that three to five K, I'm still not going to enjoy working with mm -hmm. them because they don't like me. They just like my price. Right. And it, it's just even, not fun working with someone like that. Even though we do do this to pay the bills, we also do it because we enjoy what we do and it is our expertise. And yeah. So we, I we, could find other ways to pay the bills. Yeah. We appreciate when people come in um, for our expertise. Mm -hmm. So when, if you're that kind of person and you want the type of vendor, it doesn't have to be a photographer, it doesn't have to be a planner, but if you want to work with the type of vendor who really takes pride in what they do, talk mm -hmm. to them. Um, actually, I'm going to add that as a tip right now. Mm -hmm. If you want a good quality vendor and therefore make, make sure that your money is being well spent, have talk to the vendors. Yeah. Have a real conversation. If possible do a meeting over video chat or in person mm -hmm. so that you, you actually can get a sense of body language and, and actual communication the way the chemistry that you have with this vendor. Yeah, especially if it's someone that you're going to be spending a lot of time with On the day of. Day. Yeah. yeah, your wedding day is a pretty intimate day of your life. I mean, it's it's a very key day of your life. These people are going to see you in, in probably a pretty raw emotional state. Mm-hmm. So make sure it's somebody you're comfortable with. You, you know, mm -hmm. if if you are around a, a photographer who makes you cringe, like if yeah. you if you meet me and I make you cringe, then don't don't, don't hire Joe. Don't hire Joe. Let's not take that Let's as a soundbite. <laughs> I, hope, I hope iTunes doesn't select like that thirty seconds and say don't hire Joe. Uh, well, if Joe is making you cringe, please come back to me and let me know so I can. Fix up my vendor list, but oh, um, <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say if Joe is making you cringe, join the club. Oh my gosh, no, no. The one cost that you won't be able to cut in your wedding, the most set cost you will encounter, is it costs forty dollars in the state of New York to get married. That's your minimum budget in New that York. That is the minimum budget. If you have a budget of twenty dollars, you can't get married. <laughs> well, that's sad. <laughs> That is really sad. You better, you know, start some sort of funding campaign for your go collect marriage. Some, go collect some <laughs> aluminum cans. Yeah. Find some find some cans and return them. Minimum budget, $40. Okay. So all of those people who are working out there as a $15 wedding budget, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to have a longer engagement. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So this is good. I, I think, I know that this wasn't, exact tips on like 10 ways that you can save money. But these are a lot of principles that mm -hmm. we rarely see actually applied. And we know that more people would have a happier wedding planning experience if they had these principles to begin with. So, Right. It's, it's for the success and effectiveness of actually planning your wedding as opposed to the specific steps because every wedding should be different. Should be personalized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know we were joking about the low budget, like $40 thing there. But <laughs> again, we're, we're, like we said, we're, this isn't going to be a podcast where we just say, you must spend this amount on mm -hmm. this vendor and whatnot. If you have a low budget, then don't don't go cheap, go less. Right. That that's going to be your biggest way to work with a smaller budget. You know, if you have like a sub ten thousand dollar budget, do not go cheap. Just go make small. it more intimate. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can have a beautiful, beautiful ceremony with some close friends. You could have like twenty guests in a beautiful mm -hmm. 
sort of elopement type setting for under 10 grand. Like it's mm-hmm. very, very Absolutely. doable. Absolutely. What is not as feasible is having 300 guests. For 10000 For $10,000. Yeah, just the food alone would probably be Unless you there. are only feeding them Ritz crackers. Yeah. Okay. Another thing I'm going to throw out there. <laughs> I have had people say to me, friends, like, oh, man, it's going to be great. You should come to our wedding. You can be a guest. We're going to have great food. I only had to spend $150 for the whole thing. Guys, if you're attending a wedding where the entire catering budget was only $150, don't bring, eat. Your, bring your own food. Don't eat or else bring a bag. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> that's really gross. <laughs> um, Don't eat. That is the simple advice. I, I think that to to not just end on a joke, I think that, that really is what's going to help people. If you have a small budget, it doesn't mean you have to have cheap wedding. Mm-hmm. Just have a smaller wedding. Cut back. Cut back, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and make sure that you're cutting back in ways that are actually going to produce a better result. Mm-hmm. You know, don't. Don't go cheap in things and end up spending more. Mm-hmm. Um, like what we were talking about with the venue and the all-inclusive whatnot. That's that's someone who's trying to save money by doing an outdoor in the backyard ceremony and renting a tent usually ends up spending the same amount, if not more, than they would have if they had just gone to a venue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So keep these things in mind. Um, do we have a baby update? She's still there. She's still there? <laughs> She's still there. We've got about a month yep. to go. Yep. You've been sitting on the exercise ball this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's very comfortable, actually. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas. Right. This is the day after Christmas. Yeah. Uh, How was your Christmas? Maybe you got engaged. Congratulations. I didn't, I didn't get engaged. No, you're not going to either. I don't want to get engaged again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please? You should never get engaged again. Yeah. Uh, one thing I think the most important thing I could say is truly value your wedding day. If you really treasure the experience that you're going to have and celebrate it as the beginning of your marriage, a lot of things will fall in place. Mm -hmm. So everything that we've said, keep it in mind, but don't freak out. Your wedding day is going to be awesome because you're getting married on your wedding day. Mm -hmm. So don't freak out about all the little details. These are just things to help you, but there's very few things that you can do That'll honestly, there's very few things that you can do that'll make you have a rotten wedding day. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing you can do that would be negative on your wedding day that's going to ruin your marriage. Right. So short of not showing up, that right. would, that would definitely screw it up. <laughs> the only we we kept saying this when we were planning our wedding was the only thing that will truly ruin our wedding day is if we don't get married. Yeah, which won't happen as long as we're both there. Yeah, and you both say I do. Right. Right, but not doing that has nothing to do with wedding planning and everything to do with commitment, which is a whole <laughs> right. different podcast. So. whole different podcast. Thank you for listening, guys. If you're looking for more episodes like this, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you use to listen to podcasts. You can also go to the website, which is radiantevents.net slash podcast. See you next time on Radiant Weddings Podcast. <laughs>